Hello, Word Nerds. Welcome to this brand new episode of the podcast. It's new today. It will be old tomorrow. The first word is bilharzia or bilharzia. B-I-L-H-A-R-Z-I-A. It is a noun from circa 1881. Number one, we have a synonym, which, uh, ooh, what is this? Schizosomiasis. Schiz... Is this really the word? Schizosomiasis, probably one of those, something like that. S-C-H-I-S-T-O-S-O-M-I-A-S-I-S. Number two, we have a similar synonym, schizosome, schizosome. I don't know how to pronounce these words. Bilharzial is uh, an adjective. So this is a genus name from Theodore Bilharz, who died in 1862, he was a German zoologist. Now I need to go look up these funky words. Uh, now we have a similar word, bilharziasis. It is a noun from circa 1900, and we have the synonym. I think it's the same one as before. Schizosomiasis. All right, enough of that nonsense. Next is biliary. Or, nope, it is biliary. Adjective from 1731. Of relating to or conveying bile. Also, affecting the bile conveying structures. Next is bilinear. Adjective from 1886. Linear with respect to each of two mathematical variables. Specifically, of or relating to an algebraic form, each each term of which involves one variable to the first degree from which of two sets of variables. Huh? Okay. You uh, you math nerds know what I'm talking about, right? Oh yeah. Next is bilingual. It is an adjective from 1829. One, having or expressed in two languages, as in a bilingual document. Also as in an officially bilingual nation. Number two, using or able to use two languages, especially with equal fluency, as in bilingual in English and Japanese. Number three, of or relating to bilingual education. Bilingual is a noun, and bilingually is an adverb. Uh, This is from the Latin bilinguis, which is from the bi prefix plus lingua, which means tongue, and there's more at the word tongue. I am not bilingual. I am barely single-lingual. I, just lingual, whatever. Next is bilingual education. Two words, noun from 1972. Education in an English language school system in which students with little fluency in English are taught in both their native language and English. I think that's good. I think that People need to keep up their native language. I know there's a lot of people, I've heard stories of people who come to America or wherever they go and they think, I want to be completely in the, the language and the culture of the, the where, I'm, where I am, where I've moved to. Uh, and I, I understand the reasoning for that, especially um, people coming to America decades ago. Um, but there's a lot of uh, language and culture that's that's lost. And you know I think that people need to uh, keep up their their native languages and their cultures. Um, and so, you know, also at the same time, learning the language that's there, because if you don't, you're going to have a really, really hard time. So uh, I think this is especially 
bad for Americans. I think a lot of people in Europe are taught two, three languages by the time they're 10 or, or younger, which I think is amazing. We could be better. Next is bilingualism. It is a noun from 1873. One, the ability to speak two languages. Number two, the frequent use, as by a community, of two languages. Number three, the political or institutional recognition of two languages. Next, we have biling- bilinguality. Uh, this, this one is a little bit different. Bilinguality. Noun from 1930, and we have the synonym bilingualism. So I think that's just, well, it's not older because bilingualism is from 1873. Uh, it's just, uh, just doesn't get used as much. Next, we have bilious. I want to say bilious, but, you know, that, that might be okay, too. B-I-L-I-O-U-S. Adjective from 1541. 1A. Of or relating to bile. Bile has reared its ugly head again. 1B. Marked by or suffering from liver dysfunction and especially excessive secretion of bile. 1C. Appearing as if affected by a bilious disorder. Number two, of or indicative of a peevish, ill-natured disposition. Number three, sickeningly unpleasant, as in, with clapboards painted red and bilious yellow. That is a quote from Sinclair Lewis. Biliously is an adverb, and biliousness is a noun. Next, we have Billy Rubin. Billy Rubin? Sounds like somebody's name. B-I-L-I. R-U-B-I-N. It is a noun from 1871. A reddish yellow water insoluble. Oh, there should be a hyphen there, don't you think? A reddish yellow water insoluble pigment occurring especially in bile and blood and causing jaundice if accumulated in excess. Sounds bad. This is from Latin bilis plus ruber or ruber, which means red. And there's more at the word red. Next we have... Billy Verdin, B-I-L-I-V-E-R-D-I-N. I'm guessing this is related to green because I think verde is uh, green in Spanish. Uh, noun from uh, 1845, a green pigment that occurs in bile and is an intermediate in the degradation of hemoglobin, heme, heme groups to bilirubin. So there's green and there's red. Uh, this is a uh, Swiss, it looks like, from the Latin bilis plus uh, the French verde, V-E-R-D, which means green. Uh, I'm guessing the French word for green probably comes from a Latin word for green, but I don't know what it is off the top of my head. Next is bilk, B-I-L-K, first form, verb from 1647, one, to block the free development of, synonym is frustrate, as in Fate bilks their hopes. 2A, to cheat out of something valuable. Synonym is defraud. 2B, to evade payment of or to, as in, bilks his creditors. Number three, to slip away from, as in, bilked her pursuers. Bilker is a noun. Now we have the second form of bilk. It is a noun from 1790. An untrustworthy, trick, tricky individual. Synonym is cheat. We are now 
on the last word for this episode. Uh, it is the word bill, B-I-L-L. It is the first form. We are going to move move the other forms onto the next uh, into the next episode. Um, uh, there, there is. I'm just giving you a heads up. There is a, a picture related to this that I will read at the end. Um, but uh, you know, I'm going to be explaining some things. So anyway, this is a noun from before the 12th century. One, the jaws of a bird together with their horny covering. Number two. A mouth part, as the beak of a turtle, that resembles a bird's bill. Number three, the point of an anchor fluke. And then it says to see the anchor illustration. You remember that? Number four, the visor of a cap or hood. So the picture I am going to describe is, um, let's see, nine different birds and their bills. Uh, So I will say the bird, and I will briefly describe the bill, because they are all different, which is uh, why they put them all in here. Number one is a spoonbill. Of course, you can look up pictures of these. Maybe I'll post pictures of these. The spoonbill has a very long bill. Um, It sort of gets skinnier in the middle, and then it flares out again at the end like a spoon. Um, It also looks pretty flat. Now we have the duck. Number two is the duck. Uh, you know, your standard duck bill. It's uh, relatively short, but it goes out fairly straight uh, from the bird's head. And, um, you know, not super long, not super short, just the medium duck bill. Oh, there's a, a joke about a duck bill. Um, number three is parrot. Uh, so this bill basically goes straight down really fast. It's curved down. Um, that's the top part. The, the bottom part of the bill curves up. Uh, a little bit. It's a lot smaller than the top part, and uh, the top part also has a pointy thing at the end. Now we have flamingo. These are fascinating because I recently heard that I think flamingos are one of, if not the only, bird or maybe even just creature or at least bird uh, where usually it's the 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 lower jaw that moves. Um, but it's actually their top jaw that moves because when they feed, they put their head in the water, and uh, but their head is upside down. Flamingos are fascinating. Their heads are upside down, and so they move their top jaw to 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 eat. Um, also, I think the things that they eat is are the reason they have uh, a pink coloring. Uh, it's like shrimp or things related to that, and uh, their their color comes from the food that they eat. So their bill, um, because I described that it's upside down, it is basically upside down. Uh, the top part is smaller than the bottom part, but it's weird. It sort of goes straight out, but then it, then it, uh, both parts go straight down, kind of to a point. Um, the ends are are black, and uh, yeah, that's a very weird bill. All right, now we have number five. It's an eagle. It's uh, it's sort of a combination between the duck and the parrot. Uh, it goes out a pretty good distance, but then it curves down to a point, and uh, the, the, the lower jaw is much smaller and flatter, it looks like. Now we have number six, the finch. Their bill uh, just basically goes out to a point, not very far. It looks like a triangle. Uh, it's very small. Uh, and of course, the reason that all of these birds have the bills that they do is because of their um, their their environment, their habitat, and years of evolution um, getting to a point that this this is 
their their environment this is what they eat and this is the best bill for that occasion and you know i'm sure if you looked thousands of years in the future maybe not even that long all of these birds will probably have slightly different bills because uh their their environment may have changed now now we have number seven pelican uh this is a massive bill it it goes really far out from their head uh the bottom part i think has that sort of uh, flexible part because they often eat a lot of fish and they need a big bill to, to eat the fish. Um, and the, the, yeah, that's, that's what it is. It, it just goes straight out and, uh, there's a little point at the end, but yeah, otherwise that's it. Now we have number eight, hummingbird. Hummingbirds have very long skinny bills. Um, their, their tongue goes straight out from that. They use that bill to get it inside very small sections of, of flowers and things to get the next nectar that's in there. Uh, and then they stick their tongue out. They also have little teeth, I think, in their bill. And then lastly, we have the ibis, I-B-I-S. I'm not super familiar with this bird, uh, but their bill, um, it goes out, it sort of curves down gradually. It's very long, goes out very far from their head, and it curves down gradually to a point. That is it for this episode that was a little long um um well i think i may just need to pick uh bilharzia as the word of the episode because uh it's related to animals i think and words that i don't know uh so that is fascinating and i might need to look more into that uh that is it thank you for listening uh and i think in a couple episodes you will hear some new voices Uh, This has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye.